Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. This episode is brought to you by Carnivora, the plant-based nutritional powerhouse. Over the years, I've interviewed many experts out there, and they talk about eating a whole food, plant-based diet and how it can help people live a happier, healthier life and finally attain their ideal weight. And man, it all just makes such great sense here as I interview each expert. And we have with us a special guest, Chef AJ, who is at the forefront of plant-based nutrition. She offers culinary solutions for getting healthy and achieving permanent weight loss. Get the skillet ready and stay tuned for this empowering interview. And it all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest has been devoted to a plant-exclusive diet for over four decades. She's a chef, culinary instructor, and sought-after speaker. She holds a certificate in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University and is a member of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. She's appeared on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, The Late Show with David Letterman, and hosts her own television series, Healthy Living with Chef AJ. Her best-selling book, Unprocessed, chronicles her journey on going from an obese junk food lover to learning how to create foods that nourish and heal the body. Her best-selling book, The Secrets to Ultimate Weight Loss, shares a revolutionary approach to conquer cravings, overcome food addiction, and lose weight without going hungry. Welcome to the show, Chef AJ. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you on the show. And you had this big aha moment, I guess it was after your doctors discovered you had a precancerous polyps. Tell us what motivated you yeah. to make some of these needed changes. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I was vegan since I was 17 years old, since 1977. I'll be 60 in just a couple of months. Uh, but I was what Dr. John McDougall would call a fat vegan because I was fat, overweight or obese, almost 200 pounds, as a matter of fact. So, uh-huh. I, you know, ve- vegan is great for the planet. It's great for the animals, but it's not necessarily a guarantee to good health and a slim body if you're not eating, you know, whole foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains and legumes. I was eating junk food candies, cakes, cookies, pies, and ice cream. They were vegan, you know, potato chips and soda is vegan. So doing this for 26 years uh, did not lead me to good health. And at the age of 43, I I started bleeding internally and I was diagnosed with precancerous polyps. My colon was riddled with them and they couldn't remove them during the normal outpatient procedure. So they told me I would have to come and actually have surgery, which I'm deathly afraid of, the anesthesia part especially. So instead I went to a place called the Optimum Health Institute in San Diego, California, where I learned from the first time that what we eat has a profound effect on not just how we look and feel, but actually on what diseases we get and what diseases we can reverse. And so that's when I went from a junk food vegan diet to a whole food plant-based diet without things like sugar, oil, and salt. And I reversed my precancerous polyps. As a matter of fact, that six months it took. And I went back to the doctor, had another you know procedure. They do the colonoscopy. And he said that my colon was clear, clean, pink, and vascular like a newborn baby and he actually accused me of having had surgery because he had photos of every (laughs) single polyp and they were now gone and that's when I really learned that there is something to this nutrition thing. 
It really is. And interesting, you have a background as being a pastry chef. And let me tell you, usually <laughs> usually weight loss and pastries don't go together. Plus, exactly. people think you got to use milk, <laughs> eggs, butter, and processed flour. Share how desserts can be healthy, please. Oh, my God, <laughs> they can. As a matter of fact, next year I have another book coming out called A Date with Dessert, where I literally show people how to make the most decadent desserts just using dates, which are a whole natural oh, food. Wow. So, yes, I was a pastry chef, and you can totally do it vegan. You can totally do it without sugar and oil and salt flour, but you can't do it without calories. So let's just be clear that most desserts are pretty calorically dense, and they're not something I recommend on a daily basis for somebody that's struggling with food addiction or weight, but you can still make them as healthy as possible. That said, when I found out that I really did suffer from a food addiction, I did quit my job as a pastry chef, because there's an old saying, don't get high on your own supply. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. That makes sense. And I love that you're a fan of eating fruit. Let me tell you, I get so many experts on this show telling people to avoid all fruit because they contain fructose, it spikes the blood sugar, creates inflammation, and increases fat growth. Share with the listeners why they shouldn't be afraid of fruit. Oh, my God. You know, how many, you know, I know people, and maybe you'll even interview them, that eat literally nothing but basically fruit, and they're type 1 diabetics, and they're the slimmest, healthiest people right. in the world. Right. Fruit, I mean... You know, fruit juice, I can understand. Dried fruit, I can understand. But fruit, it, it's two to 300 calories a pound. There's some fruits that are, like, less than that, like, you know, zucchini, eggplant, okra, tomato, bell pepper, cucumber. First of all, these are fruits, by the way. You tell people not to eat those. I mean, it, when you eat the fruit in the whole food form, it's got the water and the fiber intact, which creates bulk, which creates satiety. Fiber is good to every bodily process, by the way. But it has, yes, it has sugar in it, but the sugar is bound to the fiber. And it's got vitamins and minerals, phytochemicals. Antioxidants. I mean, how many people, you know, do you know, fat people, you know, walking around that eat fruit? If fruit, <laughs> fruit like potatoes have been maligned, and and you know, there is no whole food that people should avoid. You know, th- these are the healthiest foods. If you want to avoid the processed foods, but the fruit, I, that it drives me crazy when people say that oh, potatoes are fattening, fruit isn't healthy. Really? Because everybody I know that eats fruit and potatoes is healthy. It's what you put on them, you know. I mean, it's apple pie that we should be avoiding, not apples. It's, you know, it's French fries and potato chips we should be avoiding, not, you know, baked or steamed roasted potatoes or sweet potatoes. But we really do have it backwards in this country. It, it, yeah. It, it's not well, so far away from eating food anymore. Yeah. Well said. I, you know, and it's so true. You've never seen anybody said, oh, I got to loosen my belt. I had too many apples. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you would get too full. You would get too exactly. full. I mean, I'd be, I'd be eating a whole watermelon in, in a day, not in a sitting, and I'm thin. You know, I mean, it's, what that fruit is mostly water. It's it, yeah. it, it's just ridiculous that people think I that. Agree. I just I don't they understand really do. how they and they believe it. You know, they really but do. Then they it, they put butter in their coffee and they pound down the bacon, and that's what we're told by Time Magazine is healthy now. Unbelievable. Um, yep. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And talk talk to me about oils. And I've had a lot of the plant based doctors on the show, and they're telling us that extra virgin olive oil is bad for us, but Mediterranean yeah. doctors say it's good. Okay. What do you cook with? Well, so I, I use no oil. You don't need it. You know, the truth is, is, you know, I have like probably over 400 YouTube videos now on my Chef AJ channel. And I show you, you can caramelize onions to the most deepest, richest, darkest brown without oil. So, so we can look at it from a culinary standpoint. We can look at it from a health standpoint. My take, my very first book 10 years ago was called Unprocessed. And I made the case based on something Jacqueline said over 80 years ago, which is if God made it, eat it. If man made it, don't eat it. So okay. if there is anything really healthy in the olive oil, let's say there really is that we need for our survival, wouldn't it also be in the olive? Does something magical happen in the processing of olives to olive oil or corn to corn 
oil or coconut to coconut oil. No, it would be in the whole food. So my whole take on this is we're meant to eat our food whole, not processed. So if you think you need the fat that's in olive oil, why not eat the olives? They're delicious. Why not eat the coconut? Why not eat the nut or the seed instead of the refined oil, which is stripped of the fiber and stripped of all the nutrients and becomes extremely caloric at 4,000 calories a pound, which is the most calorically dense food on the planet. Plus the fact, if you believe Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn, you said you've interviewed all the plant-based mm-hmm. people yeah. who wrote Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease and co-starred in the movie Forks Over Knives. He talks about how oil is deleterious to our vasculature, our endothelial cells, that it's atherogenic, diabetogenic, and obesogenic. But even if it were healthy, you know, like I said, why not just eat it in the whole food form? Why would we need this processed food all of a sudden to make us healthy? Now, from a cooking standpoint, I can tell you this. Nobody eats oil by itself. I, I, know, I don't know anybody that just sits there and drinks oil. It's disgusting. You would actually vomit because oil is an emetic. It's even in poison control centers. They will tell parents if your kid's being poisoned, if you, you know, drink oil because it's going to make you vomit. But if from a culinary standpoint, when you use oil, it actually coats the taste buds of your tongue. So that you can't taste the food. So then what do you got to do? You got to add a ton more salt so you can taste it. And we've mm-hmm. done culinary experiments with people where we've made salad dressings using oil, not using oil. And when they can really taste it, they realize oil does nothing to in- enhance the flavor. What it does though, because it's so caloric and because we produce dopamine when we eat food and the higher the calories, the more dopamine release, people like it because it's 4,000 calories a pound. They get they get more dopamine than they do from eating steamed kale at 100 calories a pound. But there's really no need in the culinary world to use oil. I can make anything that, with the exception of frying, which we know is not good anyway, I can do anything that any chef can do without oil and do it just as good, if not better. It's a waste of calories. It's a waste of money. And you don't need it. And I'll tell you, once you get rid of it, it's like you don't have to, you know, it's easier to do the dishes because it's, it's, you know, it's gross. What it's, it's just, it's just gross. And until people get off of it, they don't realize. If you want to eat fat, eat nuts, eat seeds, eat avocado, eat the delicious whole food fats. Don't eat the processed fats. You don't need them. And plus, they're high in omega-6, which is not the fat we need. We need the omega-3 in the flaxseed, in the chia seed, in the walnut, you know. So right. I, I, oil oil is hypercaloric malnutrition, and it really is a triumph of marketing over science. Well, you're a chef, so obviously if, if you don't need it yeah. with all the things you make, the simple people oh my that God. don't make I much should be able to survive without it. A- yeah, Absolutely. And and I've worked with helping train restaurant chefs to not use it. It's not their fault because no culinary school teaches you to cook without oil, sugar, and salt. So a lot of restaurants have used me and consultants to cr- create healthier meals. And, you know, here, here's the other thing, especially, you know, we have a country now where more than two-thirds, or probably three-fourths, depending on who you talk to, of our population is obese. Why give these people a food that's 4,000 calories a pound that has zero nutrient value, that has zero fiber. They've done studies at restaurants where they've done, they've made a meal like that you could make at home, like say uh, a pasta sauce with a marinara sauce and on pasta with some steamed vegetables. And you can make this dish at home without oil. You can don't need oil to make this dish, I promise you. And then they've done the same dish at a restaurant where they've actually put, you know, mar- uh, oil in the marinara sauce oil in the water where they boiled the pasta, more oil on the pasta, oil on the vegetables. And so they had identical dishes, same size, same size plate, 500 calories more. What happened is, is no one could detect any more fullness from the restaurant meal that had 500 calories more. Do you think if people are eating 500 calories without getting any fuller or knowing it, that could make a difference to their health and their waistline? 
biggest waste of calories. It is, if you're trying to lose weight, which most people want to, and certainly a lot of people need to, the easiest thing you can do is cut out oil. You know, when we stopped eating oil, it was August 1st, 2008. It was because I heard Dr. Esselstyn lecture. And in, I, I wanted to be bulletproof against heart disease, a disease that claimed most of the people in my family. And it was very easy from a culinary standpoint. Let me tell you, not, eat, not using salt is a lot harder. So we stopped using oil. I make all the food in my family. I make my husband's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so I didn't tell him we weren't using oil. I didn't think he needed to know. He couldn't tell any difference if right. anything the food tasted better. Well, about seven months after stopping oil, we had to go to a bar mitzvah. And so my husband normally doesn't wear a, a suit or certainly doesn't wear a belt. And so on this particular day, he's trying to put his belt on, and all of a sudden he can't buckle it because it's way too big. He said, oh, my God, I must have cancer. He got on the scale, and he lost something like 12 pounds. Now, my husband was already a tall drink of water, really thin, really lean. Right. Now, somebody that doesn't need to lose weight, that doesn't want to lose weight, could lose that much weight just by stopping oil, imagine what you, not you, but people could do if they were doing it on purpose. So it's, yeah. it's just, it really so is, you know, they, it, it's, it's just such a scam. And it's, and, and again, to these people that believe that it's healthy, if it's that healthy, eat the olive. You know what I mean? There's yeah. nothing in the oil that you need that you cannot, there is nothing you can get in a processed food or animal product that you can't get in a better or more utilizable form from a whole yeah, plant. It makes sense. What about our listeners that are on this keto diet or the latest carnivore <laughs> diet, that, but they're losing weight and, and, oh, yeah. and, and, and they're like, well, I'm losing weight. That's my goal. What do you say to yeah, these folks? Yeah. Well, well, here's, there's, there's lots of ways to lose weight. You know, we can cut off your leg, you know, and lose <laughs> weight. You can get a cocaine addiction. We can give you chemotherapy. So to me, losing weight is not a marker of health. Because people that do keto and carnivore, yeah, they may lose weight in the short term, but they're mortgaging their health in, their long, in the long term. And I haven't seen any data or anything in the medical literature that these people are actually keeping their weight up because to me, it is not sustainable. We are carbohydrate fuel machines. That's what we're supposed to eat at like 80% of our template calories from carbohydrates, not flour, not sugar, not alcohol, but complex carbohydrates like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, potatoes, rice, beans, things that our ancestors ate throughout all of human history and what they're eating in populations of the world today, like the blue zones that are that are healthy and long lived. You know, the longest lived people are the Okinawans. They eat over 70% of their calories from sweet potatoes. They're right. not on the keto diet or the paleo diet or the carnivore diet. So, you know, um, you know, it's like, you know, we thought that when Dr. Atkins died that uh, this all low carb nonsense would go away but it's back it's and back it's yeah. than ever. you know i mean these people on these diets how do they even poop i mean they're basically eating no plants they're not uh -huh. eating any fiber how they have bad breath and, and you know they're they are mortgaging their health and so yeah so at what price to be thin you could be just you, you won't lose weight as quickly on a plant-based diet you will but it is sustainable because it's delicious and you're eating the food that your species was designed to eat which yeah. isn't fat and which isn't meat. Before we continue, I want to remind everyone that this episode is being brought to you by Carnivora. You know, for two decades now, I've interviewed experts with the hopes of bringing optimal health to you, my listeners. But unfortunately, that's not what's happening. Most guests come on here and they contradict the previous expert, leaving everyone, including me, more confused. Some say we should count calories. Others tell us to follow a keto diet. And of course, there's the paleo versus plant-based diet debate. We're told to turn left no turn right, but there's one thing that almost every expert agrees on. 
Inflammation is the root cause of all disease. Even a lack of energy or difficulty sleeping could be from internal inflammation. This is why I'm excited to share a wonderful product that I take to keep my immune system and inflammation in check. It's called Carnivora, made from extracts of the Venus flytrap. This plant-based nutritional powerhouse contains 17 naturally occurring compounds that helps lower inflammation and support a healthy immune system. If you want to decrease inflammation and boost your immune system, order Carnivora today at Carnivora.com. Say goodbye to internal inflammation. Boost your immune system and start living the healthy life that you deserve. Carnivora.com. Yeah, I love that you brought up that weight loss isn't always synonymous with being healthy. Skinny anorexics go into a state of ketosis. Doesn't mean that's healthy. And I think the long-term yeah. effects of these animal-eating fads are going to be seen in the decades to come, and it's not going to be good news. I really, I really believe that. I have a patient who told me that, that he doesn't like buying veggies or fruits because they go bad so fast. So he can buy cans, boxes, and TV dinners, and it'd still be good a month later. Yeah. Do you have any kitchen hack that you can share on how to keep yeah, our fruits I and mean, veggies well, fresh? Yeah, there are, there, are, there are these bags, and there's different companies, but you can get them at Bed Bath & Beyond or on Amazon. They're called uh, green bags. And mm-hmm. there are these bags that they've been proven to keep fruits and vegetables a lot longer, like for even like three weeks. So that's one okay. way you could do, you, you know. And what's nice about them is if you bring them to the grocery store, then you're helping the environment because you're not taking another plastic bag that needs to be recycled because these are completely reusable and washable. So that's one way to make them take, to last longer. But the other thing is, think about it. They've done studies and they've showed that frozen fruits and vegetables are not only every bit as nutritious as fresh, but often more so because they're picked at their peak of ripeness and flash frozen. So there is nothing wrong with eating frozen fruits and vegetables they're delicious and they will last a very very long time that's a good point i know in your book on process you share most products sold in a can or box shouldn't be consumed and you mentioned also that they can create addiction tell us how yeah well i think what it is is that for some people and this isn't everyone but many people especially those that are overweight and struggling have an addiction to the refined carbohydrates, the sugar, the flour, the alcohol. You know, sugar and flour go through the same refining process as drugs and alcohol. So I recommend people eat their food whole. So instead of having flour, you eat the whole grain. Instead of having sugar, you eat the whole beet, you know, things like that. And so what happens is is processed food basically is a, a science experience of the exact amount of sugar, fat, and salt to addict the average person's brain chemistry to their product, which is why, you know, you hear television commercials like Lay's Potato Chips, bet you can't eat just one. You can't. Processed food is readily available, easily affordable, socially acceptable, but it's not food. And until we teach people what food is. Food has to come from nature, from a plant, not be manufactured in a plant. So these processed foods and even some animal products like dairy especially are very, very addictive to people mm-hmm. that are vulnerable to that. There are, are there people that can eat processed food and animal products and not be addicted and overweight? Absolutely. But if you are overweight and can't stop eating them, it's probably not you. Exactly. And I know for most people, you know, they say cooking healthfully at home is too time consuming. So it's easier to go through no, the drive through and well, tell, talk to us. Why, why? Get rid of this common excuse well, time. T-I-M-E. Yeah, well, well, look, yeah. Well, here's the thing. There's what is there? 168 hours in the week and we all have the same amount of hours. You know, that's probably one of the only commodities where it's fair. We all right. get the same amount. If you got time to be on Facebook, you have time to, to do some healthy cooking. You're right. It's never going to be as cheap and easy as going through the drive through. That's the whole reason they exist. Conservation of energy principle. But there are some kitchen hacks, like, for instance, getting 
a pressure cooker where you can get dinner, healthy dinners on the table in less than 30 minutes where you basically throw everything in. I have videos, free videos. You can watch this. Set it, forget it. You can use that half hour where it's cooking up to pressure. Walk your dog, take a bubble bath, whatever. But you're right. It's We can't compete with fast food because it's cheap. It's a bunch. You can get, where else can you get 2,000 calories for like under a buck? You can't, right. you know? But, um, you know, we, you, you have to make it a priority. And the thing is, is you can learn to enjoy healthy food as much as you do the crap food. And and it doesn't have to be that difficult. It, but you do, you know, it's like learning a new language. You have to sometimes take the time to learn that. And, and the thing is, I can say the most important thing is to be prepared. If you learn some basic batch cooking techniques where you spend a few hours on, on one of your days off where you make some soups and stews and, you know, chop up your salads, it doesn't have to be that difficult. And now we have whole food plant-based oil-free food delivery services like Mama says, where if you are completely unwilling to do this cooking, you know, they'll ship it to you cold and you can freeze it. So it is doable. A person has to want it, though. Yeah. What about somebody that's saying, ah, that plant-based, whole food stuff, there's not enough protein. I don't get the fat I need. What do you say about that? How do you get a protein and fat? I would say then please find me in the medical literature a single case of quarky or sure. There has never been a case of protein deficiency unless the person was calorie deficient. And that can happen. There have been cases of extreme abuse, child abuse, where they were protein deficient, but that's because they were starving. So there's really never been a documented case of of protein deficiency or calcium deficiency or fatty acid deficiency on a plant-based diet. It's a wonderful book by Dr. Garth Davis called Proteinaholic, where he completely debunks this myth of protein. You know, green vegetables have more protein per calorie than steak. 100 calories of broccoli has, I believe, 11.2 grams of protein. 100 calories of steak has about 5.4 grams of protein. All the largest animals that have walked the earth, from the elephant to the rhinoceros to the giraffe, the hippopotamus, these are herbivores. They eat only plants. Why aren't they getting enough protein? I mean, I mean, when we eat the cow, you know, the cow's like, we got to cut out the middleman because the cow eats the grass. We don't get the protein from the animals. We get it from what the animals eat, which is plants. Exactly. All the true carnivores that that really have to eat meat, they have very, very short digestive tracts. They're obligate carnivores. We are not carnivores. We are, depending on how you talk to omnivores or herbivores, we have very, very long digestive tracts. And think about it. Even obligate carnivores like the mountain lion, they don't eat meat every day and they don't eat it three meals a day. So we're eating too much meat. We're destroying the planet. We're destroying our health. And we got to start eating more plants, period. Yeah, I agree. You know, I've interviewed the carnivore, paleo, keto diet experts, vegans, and plant-based diet advocates. And I have to say, after each one shares their sides and their opinions and their science, the plant-based group wins by a landslide. It makes common sense backed by common science. So, and you could just hear the passion. I don't hear that when I'm interviewing the paleo people. Oh, eat like a caveman. I go, well, if science shows cavemen ate mostly plants, so what's exactly, next? Exactly, they do. Oh, the, the cavemen ate, like, was it 75 grams of fiber they found out so so and, and also all these like you know coconut oil and agave like you know paleo that crap i mean they didn't eat that they weren't eating coconut oil they couldn't even open a coconut they didn't even have tools yet to open a coconut so it's 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 really just it's just sad what's becoming that the people believe this yeah and they says oh we should be hunters like we were i said really so when did they hunt cows they're just this docile yeah, little exactly. soft. Yeah, go get a lion yeah. and a tiger if you want to yeah. eat like a caveman. Supposedly, if that's what they ate, I've never seen yeah, that on and, any and, restaurant menu. <laughs> and when did they give and and given the mass doses of hormones and antibiotics so they would produce more milk? You know, I mean, it's it's it, you know, it's crazy. Oh, that's Ugh. great. At Forty-three so, years I've had to defend this, and and it's just you know, um, it's 
it's sad, but I got admitted to the Vegan Hall of Fame, so that's good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. I love right, your pa- I love your effort. passion. It's like, yeah, this thank is great. You. Time flew by. Oh, my God, there's so much we could cover. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. You're just a dynamo. I love this. And uh, to learn more about Chef AJ or to get her latest book, The Secrets to Ultimate Weight Loss, go to chefajwebsite.com. And be sure and check out all their other great resources, including webinars, videos, and articles. You can follow her on Facebook at Chef, so excuse me, is it uh, Chew.AJ1? Is that right? Am I getting that right? I don't know. I think they just put in Chef AJ on Facebook. I think Chef, I'm Okay, fine that. Okay. And then I see also on in- Instagram and Twitter, I see the real Chef AJ. So make sure you follow her on social media. And for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. And if you heard Chef AJ share something today that could benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast available to your good health radio and also on radiomd.com. And check out our podcast library and share these segments with friends, family, and coworkers, and on social media. Sharing is caring. Don't keep this stuff to yourself. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well. Fantastic. Fantastic. You still there? Thank you. Yes, I didn't know if I, I didn't want to talk. If I yeah, 